Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is Michael Warren, who was enthralled, glued to his television today as President Obama made his comments about where we are with Iraq. So, Michael, where are we with Iraq? Well, uh, it's not entirely clear we're anywhere different than we were yesterday or the day before. Uh, I guess we are going to have 300 uh, advisors, military advisors, that we're going to be sending to Iraq uh, President Obama has ruled out any combat troops being deployed there. He said that will never happen again. I don't know if that means never this year, never in the next 100 or 200 years, but he said never again. And, uh, and, but otherwise, we're just going to uh, uh, try to help convince all these people that are doing all kinds of bad things that uh, it's not in their best interest and they should just uh, you know, get with the program. So smart diplomacy is telling people, why can't you be smart enough to do what I want you to do? Exactly. I mean, this is the way that President Obama always seems to be talking with, whether they're allies or, or foes or, or people we're trying to convince to come along. He always seems to be telling them what's in their best interest. And, and oftentimes they, they, they figure out it's not really in our best interest. And, and he's got, uh, I think, a real problem there and sort of expecting the world and, and world events and, and people with all kinds of different agendas and motivations to uh, just kind of uh, come around to, to his, his view of things uh, and, and get going, I think is one thing he said in the press conference this afternoon. Uh, again, the problem is, is that that doesn't always happen. You know, you're so cynical, Michael Warren. It's not like we have Russian tanks pouring across the border of you. Oh, I mean, it's not like Syria still has an ongoing civil war. I mean, it's not like the the Hamas is part of the government in... I'm sorry, what were you saying again? No, I want to ask you about a couple of things he said. Um, I didn't believe it when I heard Secretary Kerry say we would partner with the Iranians to work to stop ISIL in Iraq. I just couldn't... I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I thought they were a declared terrorist organization of the State Department. If I'm not mistaken, Michael, there's some connection between the Secretary of State and the State Department. And then he quickly withdrew that. But uh, what did the President say today about the possibility that we might, in fact, team up with Iran? It was an interesting way that, that President Obama put it. The quote is, our view is that Iran can play a constructive role if it is sending the same message to the Iraqi government that we're sending. It's kind of a weird roundabout way of, I think, leaving the door open for that working with Iran option while still maybe putting some distance, putting some conditions on it. You know, as, as long as Iran is giving the same message that the Americans are to the Iraqi government, then they can be constructive. Uh, it's, it, and look, is it, he followed that up with another one of these examples. Uh, uh, telling Iran what's in their best interests. And Iraq in chaos on their borders is probably not in their interest. I think maybe Iran knows that, uh, but uh, yeah, it, it is, uh, I think, keeping that door open uh, really, I think, disconcerting and, and, and concerning that, that uh, Obama and the Obama administration is considering this uh, instead of anything, you know, maybe more, American military focused like uh, airstrikes or, or boots on the ground, but you know, as we as he said today, there will no be, be no combat troops on the ground, and yet there will be American military personnel on the ground uh, coordinating. It's just a small small number, and these aren't these guys. These aren't uh, diplomats. You know, they're not PR guys. <laughs> they are actual 
military people. I, I, I mean, it, is it is it opening a door by having military people on the ground working with the Iraqis so that let's say there's a breakout bias ISIL, let's say the Sunnis who've risen up to ally themselves in, in at least a short term in Iraq to take on the Shia government, if they start to break into Baghdad, is it really? We're just going to say to those guys, well. Do the best you can, and if the ISIL wins and topples the Baghdad government or leaves Baghdad in, in chaos, that'll be that? Yeah, presumably those people do have boots, and they will be on the ground. Uh, so that it is, it is a little uh, confusing about what exactly <laughs> their role is. Um, but this is, I think, something broader about the way the Obama administration views the military. You know, the uh, the president is the commander in chief, so of of course he is the the uh, at the top of the pyramid, at the top of the pecking order in the military. There is this sense that they feel the military can be used for their own uh, own reasons, own gains that that may not necessarily have any sort of cohesive or, co or coherent strategy. I think we saw this too with the Bo Bergdahl trade and 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 the belief I think uh, from the administration that. Uh, by bringing one of uh, those military guys home, that they wouldn't hear any any complaints from anybody uh, in the military or, or who cares about the military um, uh, over that trade with those five Taliban. I think you're seeing maybe a similar thing here with this idea that uh, we'll bring the military, and they, but they won't be doing any military stuff. They're just going to be advising. Um, I, I would hope that they would be equipped. I'm sure they will be be equipped uh, if. Uh, uh, something does happen, something does break out where they are. Um, uh, maybe this is a precursor to something larger, um, but I, you know, I guess we have to take the president on his word that there won't be any actual combat troops. But it, it, it is disconcerting. You know, what what if something big breaks out? What if something happens where uh, the the immediate uh, you know sort of on the ground circumstances require more than just advising by uh, American military uh, personnel? So. Again, I'm sort of confused at the end of this press conference, as I often am after Obama press conferences, about what exactly the strategy and the purpose of all this is. Uh, the uh, pre president had a press conference today about Iraq, and my question is, was this the first press event that involved Iraq in which he did not blame George W. Bush? <laughs> I don't think I heard the name George W. Bush or Halliburton, or uh, oil, or any of those things, unless it was uh, in reference to uh, the oil fields in Iraq. Yeah, listen, I, I, I think this is, uh, we're at the point now, we're in 2014, where President Obama has made plenty of decisions regarding Iraq, and uh, in my opinion, they, they haven't been good ones, particularly the withdrawal of, uh, of troops there in 2011, uh, which, by the way, he blamed on the Iraqi government. Uh, he was asked, does he regret that decision to pull those troops out. Maybe those troops, had they stayed there, they would have uh, been able to stanch the bleeding. Uh, and of course, he deflected it. He said, well, well, that really wasn't my decision. That was the Iraqi government's decision not to have our troops there. Uh, so I guess Maliki was, was, was directing, was really the commander-in-chief of the American military. So I think he's at a point now where he really, I mean, it was laughable before in a lot of ways, but he really can't just say, this is all Bush's fault. Uh, he's at a point where the decisions that he's made uh, are are having consequences, uh, and obviously that's that's what's happening. In Michael Warren, for informed 
media consumers like Weekly Standard readers, and I'm not saying this to suck up to the people who listen to the podcast right now, but I mean, I understand that to people who get all of their news from Jon Stewart, they have no idea how it got in Iraq, why, you know, how it got out, and they'll, they'll believe anything the president says. But for informed people to hear the president who allowed the status of forces agreement to collapse, who never got involved in negotiating this, who proposed such a small number of troops rejected the 20,000 troops that the military uh, offered, rejected a smaller force of, I believe it was between 10 or 13,000, on and on. Can the president really get away in front of a fo- an informed audience with saying, hey, I wanted to stay. It was those Iraqis who threw us out. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think he's in a lot of ways banking on on not having an informed news audience or or maybe a news audience that is, uh, two things. One has a short memory, can't really remember the details of what exactly happened, uh, uh, and, and also be they're uh, weary of, of uh, military action in Iraq. They hear that idea and, uh, and they just instinctively don't like it. And so I think he's, he's probably uh, uh, banking on, on both of those things in terms of, uh, uh, of avoiding any kind of real criticism. The, the problem is, is that uh, those of us who do remember the, the agreements, those of us who do remember uh, what happened, we'll, we'll just keep writing at the Weekly Standard and elsewhere and talking about it in the podcast uh, and, and trying to uh, w- remind people you know, where we are, how we got here, and I think more importantly, most importantly, what do we do from here in a bad situation? You saw uh, a number of uh, Republican senators on the floor of the Senate today talking about all of the, uh, the, the, the problems with the Obama foreign policy, and I think also they're talking about ways to uh, to remedy these problems. This is going to be, I think, a political discussion that Obama didn't think he'd be having at the end of 2012 when al-Qaeda was decimated and we got bin Laden and all those things. But I think foreign policy is really going to be dominating his presidency and, and a lot of the, the, the next few press conferences he gives uh, uh, may be much to his chagrin. Michael Warren with the Weekly Standard, thanks so much for your time. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.